a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike. I'm grateful to you for tuning in. You've heard me begging for uh, text messages and input and uh, advice for the program over the course of the day. And in fact, in all the episodes, we're here uh, all the way at episode eight. And uh, you continue to, to share great uh, insight. And in fact, uh, the last text message I get is a request. It said, hey, could you run that story uh, Matt Rascone did earlier this week about the father making a wish for his wife and family? Uh, well, I, I sent producer Amy down the hall to see if we could uh, uh, wrangle up uh, Matt to come in and tell us about that. He's uh, off on an important ins- assignment. Uh, but what I can do is tell you that uh, KSL.com right now has his story from earlier in the week. The headline is Man Sends Letter to Santa in His Greatest Moment of Need. I was boning up on the story, and it's, uh, it is a touching one, and it was a good suggestion. Uh, I'm sorry, Texter, we can't bring that in, but uh, later on, I'm sure uh, we'll be able to get more details there. Now, this segment is an important one, and I'm going to admit I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed in my former and current coworker Paul Nelson of KSL News Radio, who joins us on the phone right now, sir. How are you? I'm okay. Are you disappointed that I'm not there? I was under the understanding that you and I would be here in studio together. I could look you in the eye. We could share a laugh. We'd get some information out of you. Uh, but producer Amy tells me that you had to take care of some last minute shopping. Is that accurate? No, well, no, I'm doing a story about last-minute shopping. I'm not doing any myself. Oh, you put you put off all of your Christmas shopping until now when you're doing that instead of joining me here in studio. Well, the situation is, Lee, and I think you know this, you'll back me up on this, that whenever you and I are in the same studio together, we end up talking about silliness. <laughs> and dang it, Lee, I am a respected journalist. Right, right, I, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did tease this segment. I, in the segment prior, I did uh, tease this segment telling uh, folks that you and I were going to be talking about two things. Number one, rent control. And number two, an embarrassing story from my past. you up for that? Yes. All right. Yes, we'll tell- I do. Uh, I, I enjoy going around and telling people about your embarrassing story <laughs> from your past. Um, well, let's, and, uh, let's- uh, I'm, I'm happy that we have a chance to do it today unless you hang up on me which you have the option now. Oh, no, no, no. We'll keep you on the line. Don't let me get in the way of your <laughs> Christmas shopping, though. <laughs> anyway, well, let's uh, let's let's eat it. our vegetables first. Talk about rent control, and then uh, in the next right. segment, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about the fun stuff. You uh, yesterday had an assignment uh, dealing with rent control. For most folks, that's a far off topic that the big city folks, like in New York, have to deal with. Why is it uh, uh, washing up on our shores? Well, we have um, a, a lot of rising rent prices here ourselves. I mean, matter of fact, there were recent reports earlier this year that showed things like uh, rent prices in Ogden, for example, went over 40% in the last five years, over 28% in Salt Lake City. And so we have a lot of people that are, some people are telling us that there are some places that are being rented out for over $3,000 per month. And so what's happening now is that uh, Representative Jennifer Daly Provo, she says, there's really not much that cities can do about this. So her particular bill that she has ready, it will allow 
for cities and municipalities to decide whether it wants to instill rent control compared to what it is now. The way it is now, apparently, cities and municipalities can talk about it, but they have to get approval from the state. And according to her, she says, you know, the city councils, they know what their communities need best. I end up being torn on this issue. I recently moved here yeah. from uh, Washington, D.C., and I'll, I, won't, I won't reveal specific numbers, but I'm going to tell you that I am paying the same. I'm renting a place right now as my wife and I look for something to buy, but uh, I am renting a place right now, and I'm paying the same monthly rate I paid in Washington, D.C., which has some of the highest rental uh, prices in the nation. Now, yeah. I, I say and that when I say that, I or with that attitude, you know, rent control would be great for me. I'd love the prices to go down, but... I also yeah. am of the mind, uh, you know, the, the, the predominant attitude here in the state of Utah is, is a conservative one, and that would give way to uh, a hands-off attitude. We don't want need the government uh, setting prices for things. In fact, we have a free market and its own forces who can help dictate this. Have you heard from folks who are uh, opposing these measures or, or even this conversation? Well, the ironic thing is the, uh, Daily Provo, she understands. She says, hey, look, the word rent, the, the phrase rent control I understand why people hate it, because she was even kind of looking at, look what happened in New York in the 1980s, 1970s. They uh, put a whole lot of new, brand new rent control measures in place, and she says that basically destroyed the real estate market in New York City. And so she says, hey, look, I know this is a huge problem, which is why she says that her particular bill doesn't specify exactly what any kind of plan should be. She says her bill just gives the cities permission to make their own decisions about this, but she doesn't expect that this bill would actually sail through anything. She expects kind of a big fight, and she even says it's not unreasonable to just cringe and hate the concept of rent control considering how bad it has been implemented in other places. But there are some places that she says it could work out. It just depends on what the city needs. She, does she have a, uh, any support in the Senate yet, to your knowledge? Not yet. I mean, matter of fact, that the uh, bill uh, technically hasn't even gotten a number yet. So as far as you look up any information about what specifics are in the bill, uh, you go up to the uh, the website, the, L, uh, the legislative website, they don't even have any information on that. So she doesn't really have a, too much support just yet. She's trying to find some and will... We'll see if she can get it. Did this, uh, I'm sorry to belabor this, but did she, how did this come to her mind? Why did this come across her desk? Why is this an issue uh, she feels uh, she's ideally suited to a tackle? Well, she came across this because constituents came up to her and said, hey, look, the the rent is, uh, I don't want to use that phrase that that one guy <laughs> with the beard. And the glove. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just the rent is too darn high. Let's sure, say, there it is. But yeah, basically. Yeah, but that that's what she said she was hearing from her constituents and so that's what she uh uh that's what she said, Okay, let's go ahead and see if we can tackle this and at least give the city governments at least the authority to decide what they want to do. Outstanding. And she intends she'll she'll introduce this in the next general session of the House or of the yes. Utah State she Legislature. Has, she, yeah, she has it drafted and ready to go. So the information will be easy to find. Uh unlike the First love of your life. Here we go. Uh, with, uh, that, see, that was a beautiful segue. I don't care what anybody says. Smooth. Um, Real smooth. The, the, <laughs> I think Amy, producer Amy, wanted us to just reiterate one of the first loves of your life, the beautiful Sysadmin. You remember her? I, uh, I am uh, well aware of uh, the yeah, one that got away. Okay. It was a lovely story. Let me, let me tell it because you apparently don't want to. Uh, what happened was... That was this the BYU bookstore? Remind me, where was the this? Muse- BYU bookstore, right? The Museum of Art gift shop. 
It was the, the, art, okay, the gift the shop, shop in the Museum of Art. I was taking a class, and uh, I needed a pen. For whatever reason, way back when I was taking classes, the professor would not allow uh, laptops, and so I, all notes had to be taken uh, by hand. I forgot a pen this day, uh-huh. and so I walked upstairs. Hey, none of that matters. None of that matters at all. What happened was is that Lee goes to make his purchase, and across the counter, right. he sees the, the this cashier, mm-hmm. and she's just breathtakingly beautiful. Now, this was before he met his wife, so hey, don't don't be don't be thinking nothing bad. But right, that's right. Thank you. This just absolutely lovely, lovely young woman, and he's captivated, captivated by her beauty, and he's speechless, doesn't know what to say. And then he looks at the receipt of right. his purchase, and he notices that her name is Sasadman. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, now I have a lead. I have a clue. He tries to go back to the bookstore, tries to find this just absolutely lovely young woman, can't find her. He never sees her again. So he looks in the, what, the student directory. You're looking in the student directory for Sasadman. I, right? I used Facebook. I used the student. BYU had a, a student directory. Once I was able to get my laptop back out, I looked in the student directory. I tried uh, uh, Twitter. I think MySpace was an option back then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that long ago. Okay. Now, just out of curiosity, how frustrating was it that you never were able to actually find her? It was in so. The it was so hard, and here's where some added frustration. I did find Sasad. I found the name in in some places. Really? They, what uh, does it stand for, Lee? Well, what do you mean? Is there is her name? Is what the, did Sasadman? What was it short for? <laughs> what do you? It later came to my detention, my attention that Sasadman, the name printed on the receipt, you have been served by Sasadman, was not, in yeah. fact, a name of any individual, certainly not the no. uh, young individual who uh, had caught my attention, but rather an abbreviation for Systems Administrator. Go ahead and Yes, laugh. that's what it was. So you were looking for a girl named Systems Administrator, <laughs> and you had a hard time finding her. And who knows what could have happened, but this was a beautiful, unrequited love story yeah. um, that n- now you've recovered from because you, you've got a, you're happy with your family now, so it's okay. Absolutely. But at the time, your soul was crushed. And well, it's it sad, was man. just sad. Well, so, uh, we'll always have to sadly. KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson. Getting done his last-minute shopping, telling us about rent control, and embarrassing me on the Friday before Christmas. I'm grateful to you, sir. Yep, buddy. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Uh, listen, thanks for sticking with us uh, through this longer segment. My apologies for running so long. Hope you got a little bit of a chuckle out of that, and hopefully you learn a little bit about rent control. Maybe coming uh, to Utah. A uh, betting man, though, is going to say, not a chance does that go anywhere. Of course it's not going anywhere, but good luck to you. Anyway, this is Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Stick around after the break. We're going to learn about a parking lot, and I assure you it'll be equally interesting as both an economist and the story of a demographer. Next, here on Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. 
That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.